0: Okay, it is the House of Learning B-side for this week. So it's Richard and Heather. Heather's back. We couldn't manage to get all of us in the room at the same time. So we're doing a B-side, which is awesome. And so we've been talking about prayer and anxiety. Yeah. And so I, I clued you in a little bit, like in the passage, fear comes up, anxiety comes up. Right. The, the father's invitation of, like, you don't need to be anxious about a whole bunch of stuff because I'm actually going to take care of that. Right. And um, to not be afraid, but actually be free. Yes. And so there's a sort of freedom on offer. Yeah. Um, but it, we're connecting, like, the, one of the themes running along has been prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's, oh, something I didn't tell you before we press play, like, a, another aspect of this is not just for our health, but like, it's missional. Mm-hmm. Actually, as recipients of this peace and freedom, mm-hmm. we get to go be a non-anxious presence in some other people's lives. Yes, and uh, and not just say God's invitation about fear and anxiety to them, but manifest that invitation alongside giving the invitation. Yes. So um, this is sort of inward and outward focused. Mm-hmm. This topic mm-hmm. um, and then actually the prayer aspect is too. So there's many layers to this. Yep. And we're going to try to talk through what could probably be a book-length <laughs> conversation because there's so many interesting aspects of anxiety. um, And yeah, mm-hmm. and, and see mm-hmm. what comes out. Absolutely. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to start with the thing I chuckled to myself when I was thinking about this today was, okay, one of the questions here is like, how does prayer interact with are having anxieties and fears. Mm -hmm. But then the chuckle was, actually, you know what? A lot of people, including myself Mm -hmm, at times, mm -hmm. sometimes I'm anxious about praying.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like
0: anxious about not praying well enough, or praying this time, or right. wishing I could pray better, like all right. all the so many things, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's kind of Catch Twenty Two. Yep. Like, oh, we're going to talk about how prayer is really, really a good thing if you've got anxieties. Right. Yeah. But the thing I'm anxious about is praying. Right. Ah, like, where do I start now? Right. Have <laughs> right. you ever run into that? Oh,
1: absolutely. And in it makes me think about prayer as performance in that sense, Yes. that we have some notion that there is a way to pray and that we have to do it right. And I'll never forget, I mean, probably 16, 17 years ago, I was asked by another pastor to co-lead a women's conference with her. There were going to be about 250 women, and she wanted me to facilitate the entire weekend with her. And I said, absolutely no problem. I would love to facilitate, but I'm not going to pray. And she looked at me and she said, what? I said, no, I cannot imagine doing that in front of people. And she said, oh, you absolutely will pray. And I said, I won't. And then we went to the conference. So I wrote out an entire prayer for the first prayer that I knew we were going to do that night. I had people close their eyes and I read right off the card. Mind you, I had no notes for anything else in the entire weekend, but I read (laughs) the prayer And then I literally, Richard, from that moment on, designed purposely to be late to every pre (laughs) mail prayer, every pre-session prayer, so that she or someone else would need to pick up the prayer spot. So I say that with actually some humor and looking back to see the growth that over the years, I now pray with people on the hour every hour. And I think actually a turning point for me was a professor in my therapy graduate school that would pray just like she was having a conversation with somebody. Mm. It truly sounded no different than talking to a friend. And it was there I began to realize that prayer is not performance. Prayer is relational. Prayer is so had it been talking modeled
0: to differently for you in the past that mm-hmm, had set mm-hmm. a different expectation. Different
1: expectation. Yeah. I had garnered different expectations from the pulpit ways people prayed. Christians I knew <laughs> that were willing to pray were so eloquent and articulate and would refer to scripture. And I thought, ah, oh, I don't think I can put that all together. Yeah. But when this particular professor just sat on her stool in front of the room and just talked to God, I thought, ah. Oh, not only can I do that, but that is was super meaningful to yeah. my soul yeah, to receive really that. Yeah. It's,
0: it's interesting how the, because I get the performance bit inhibiting praying in front of others. Mm-hmm. Um, But even when it's just you by yourself, mm-hmm. I think there can still be elements of anxiety around praying. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I, uh, the, there sometimes is a little bit of a like a, f- a fear of like oh, I don't want to do it wrong I don't want to mess it up yeah. I want it to work well yeah you know, things like that but I think also the enemy gets in there yeah absolutely right because the yeah. moment we go to pray or worship or serve the enemy is there being like you don't belong yeah who are you to pray yeah who you know and, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. we sort of have imposter syndrome
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or anxiety because those yeah. are negative thoughts and what anxiety is is really a collection of. Consistent negative thoughts yeah. impeding our brain space, and you know, it strikes me when I was thinking about this that God totally knew we were going to be anxious, and He foretold. Because how many times in the Bible? I think it's three hundred and sixty-five. I actually There's think so that's what it. What I was it talking is.
0: to someone about this the other day. Um, we we were actually praying together. Yeah, but about he he had um, just some some fear and anxiety um, around his workplace being the only Christian and uh-huh, you know, things like that. Uh-huh. And uh, we were talking about how many times God says to people, don't be afraid, I'm with right, you. Right,
1: right. So he knew it's it was coming. one of the
0: most, most repeated right. things God right. knows we're going to run into. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Yet he so specifically encourages us not to. So he knew we were going to be afraid, mm-hmm. and I, I believe that's why he addressed it. If it's truly 365, he gave it to us every single day of yeah. the year, right? Yeah. And, but he did not want us to live out of it. Yes. Um,
0: and that's the, that's one of the interesting things because fear, um, if a bear jumps out in the woods, right. the fear response right. is a useful get out of danger thing. Right,
1: hypervigilance, fight, right? flight. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I, this is very like Aristotelian, you know, like the golden mean. Like there's a healthy response to fear and then there's an unhealthy one both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we live in a world and a culture and a brokenness mm-hmm. with our sin mm-hmm. and our sense of distance from God and his care, yeah, where we don't have a healthy relationship with fears and anxieties, yes, I yes. keep mentioning both because they're actually a little different mm-hmm. but they're both in text, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. they do relate, mm-hmm. and so um but anxiety too, yeah um you know there's a mindfulness about something, a concern to be wise, yeah. to be prudent, to yeah. problem solve something. That's, yeah. that's kind of exercising our God given gift to bring order and be creative mm. and mm-hmm. subdue the mm. world around mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Like that's good, mm-hmm. but, and it takes pushing. Yeah. And actually that Genesis mandate to bring order, yeah. which really relates to anxiety. Actually, now I think about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. um, you know because that's about exercising control, sure. Um, it, it's in the language of it being a war that there's a battle for that, right?
1: Right? Um, there's but, a battle but for on our mind, side of the there? fall, mm-hmm. now
0: mm-hmm. we experience uh, it's not true because mm-hmm. the kingdom is is here and is coming, it's inaugurated, but we experience the battle as if we're on the losing side Mm. and it's going badly. Mm. And so then all of those impulses to do those things, Mm -hmm. they're sort of under pressure Mm -hmm. and don't feel like they're able to work the right way. Mm -hmm. And that's the interesting thing because I I guess this the interesting shapes how then should I pray about Mm. an anxiety? Mm -hmm. Because if I just prayed, God, could you just take that anxiety Mm -hmm. away and Mm -hmm. make me that I just don't care about that Mm -hmm. at all? Mm -hmm. Well, that's not very Mm -hmm. Genesis Mm 2. So Mm -hmm. there's a sort of healthy version to reach for, Mm -hmm. but because we feel so burned by anxiety, it's so rife in our culture, right? Right, right. Uh, we just like I want to do it. Like, g- give me some tools to just like strip layers of that off. Just right. get. Ri- I just got to get rid of some. Right. I like. You want me to have the work as well of like figuring out the healthy right. interaction right. with those cares. You know. Well, it, it's that's a big deal. It's a
1: big deal, and I've been thinking a lot about this because I think it's really about connection. I know that emotions dissipate. When we connect with them, Mm. meaning when we actually sit with our emotion and say, "Wow, this is a size ten ball of fear or anxiety," and that there are a couple truths about emotions: one is that we aren't our emotion; it is an emotion. We are the the wonderful person that we are. Two is that all emotions are simply neutral signals that something's going on. And yeah, they're like
0: flares going up. They're They're right. Signal to pay attention to something. Exactly,
1: like the engine light on your car. Yeah, And three is that when we radically accept, meaning we acknowledge that the emotion is there, it actually begins to dissipate because they're designed to come in like a wave Mm -hmm. and recede like a wave, right? Well, prayer, I believe, is the same thing. I mean, God already knows where we're at, what we're thinking about, what is coming next in our life. So, it's not necessarily about, uh, about us asking, it's about connecting with him mm. and being in his presence, because he already knows yeah. right, what's going on. It's not yeah. new news to him. Yeah. But when we connect with him and feel that connection, similarly to psychologically, when we connect with our emotion that we are going, the emotion is going to dissipate. When we connect with him, again, anxiety is going to dissipate. So it's not about saying, take this away. It's about, I believe, him saying, come to me, let me sit with you, and let's watch this fear
0: yeah release cuz it right? changes the it changes the narrative around those things right it, right right cuz you your you your level 10 sense of anxiety like yeah. i'm having a panic attack about this right. can dissipate yeah but you can still be left with a level 10 problem you're going to try and solve right the interesting thing is we've probably all had moments in our lives where we have faced a level 10 problem and been like all right let's go like let's let's tackle this right and then other times when we've just been immobilized right right um and it's yeah, it's just interesting the factors that make a difference between those two versions mm-hmm. of us right right and and the way that God we don't have to be the better version by ourselves.
1: Exactly. Right? <laughs> right. And and mean from a neurobiological standpoint, because I think this is very interesting too, I don't know uh, if studies have been done on prayer. I imagine they have, and it might be interesting to look into them, but a lot of studies have been done on the field of mindfulness. Mm. So the difference between mindfulness and prayer in my mind is that mindfulness, we are focusing on our breathing to decrease the stress. hmm to increase our presence. Yeah, settle
0: our nervous system and right? those sorts of things. And there have been yep. a
1: lot of studies to show that our cortisol levels decrease to the extent we're able to achieve that mindful presence with mm-hmm. ourselves. So focused on breath versus prayer is really focused on Holy Spirit and God. So we're doing the same thing. Mm. Only one is simply only our breathing, and neuro- neurobiologically it is decreasing cortisol, yep. that's good. I can only imagine what's happening when we're truly having connection with God who is our creator.
0: Yeah. Well, and that scene like you talk about the neurobiology, that's part of how God God designed us right. when we encounter our anxieties to be able to go through Yeah. like to like the check engine like go on and to get to actually checking the engine. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> but in our Signal. brokenness. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and the, the interesting thing though in because I was going to say in our brokenness mm-hmm. then I can get how we would need to anticipate needing to reach out to God, right? But actually, we were designed to do all these things, mm-hmm. all that Genesis two to stuff with God, not by ourselves. That's right, as well. So actually, that's not just a part of our brokenness; it's part of our design. Right. Our connect. brokenness just amplifies mm-hmm. the need for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: is mm-hmm. interesting as well, like some of our culture. So I've noticed a lot of the time. When not everyone, um, I think there's some difference in like family upbringing, learned habits, personality, things like that. Mm But I would say more often than not, mm-hmm. when people really feel under the cosh of anxiety, they withdraw. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, actually, you'll know mm-hmm. more about this, mm-hmm. but, I, but I can see that in our culture, we mm-hmm. have a value on being able to solve our problems ourselves. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that individuality, that right. independence, right? And we really do one of four things in anxiety because we're either going to the hypervigilance, the fight. Mm-hmm. You see that, I'm going to do it myself. The flight, Get me out of here. I'm gonna be by the fawning, which is let me appease and please everybody Mm -hmm. to decrease my own anxiety, which leads to codependence, right? Or the freeze. Yeah. I'm just stuck here. So those are the those are the responses. Yeah. Yeah. And what we want to do is increase our tolerance to be able to sit with fear, with anxiety, so that it dissipates. And as you said, we can then take the next best step. Yes. Right?
0: And our culture is sort of against some of the healthy steps, mm. um, and that's that's interesting mm-hmm. to me. That then that prayer can mm-hmm. be an intentional pushback on our culture.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, it's helped. Why would we solve our problems? Why would we tackle things ourselves when there's an all-powerful God who's like, "I'm in your corner." Right. I actually want to do stuff. Right. But even if we weren't sure whether God's going to do something, <laughs> like the safety of a God who loves. Yeah. That you can let into it yeah. and not and not have that sort of cultural voice amplify in us the sense that, like, okay, well, if I'm gonna get through this, I have to find mm-hmm. some some way to control it mm-hmm. uh, or control my emotion mm-hmm. or control the situation, mm-hmm. or you know, mm-hmm. it's um it's a really countercultural mm. reflex mm-hmm. for us when anxieties come up to mm-hmm. think I'm I'm just gonna stop and pray. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to have the situation resolved, mm-hmm. to get the engine fixed. Right. Although sometimes when you don't want to pray, you're like, oh, this is like the classic our most genuine prayers are when we've got food poisoning and we're hugging the toilet right, right. We're Like, Jesus, just make it better. <laughs> yeah, right. So that is a good starting place. Yeah. But I but I I just think some of that initial benefit can actually be mm-hmm. not in seeing the whole issue resolved,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but in a change of tone.
1: And, the, and then back to that change of connection, right? Yeah. Because when we connect, and uh, compassion to me runs through this too, because if we were to see ourselves through eyes of compassion and we saw our anxious, fearful self, we would say, self, mm-hmm. I have compassion towards you. This is tough. And if we were to believe that God is all compassionate and loving and caring towards us, we mm-hmm. would then connect and receive that, Right. And if we got those two things, we would then be able, and only then be able to give it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we're talking, as you started in the beginning, this is an inside-out job. Mm-hmm. I can't give the sense of calmness if I don't have it, or the sense of love and compassion if I don't, I haven't received it.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's an interesting. Uh, there's a twist on that that's countercultural as well. Because I think sometimes we try to be an encouraging presence in mm. people's lives mm. by being brute force optimistic. Mm. Mm-hmm. It'll, I'm sure it'll work out. Yeah, it'll be fine. I, Something's around the corner, or the Christian version taken out of context. Everything works together for the good. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I do. Yeah. So so we go for brute force optimism. Yeah. But actually, like empathy yes. and compassion yes. might mean acknowledging grieving, lamenting with someone, bearing a burden, acknowledging it. But maybe if their faith is weak or they're having a freeze moment mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. whether they know Jesus or not, mm-hmm. you can actually bring a presence that's that's different invite them into a way of interacting that's different
1: right again we're talking about connecting right because you're right it's either brute force optimism or problem solving let me fix you right and as i say over and over you're not a toaster just come over and watch a movie exactly so we're going (laughs) to escape we're going to i'm going to problem solve you you're a toaster i'll fix you or brute force optimism. i mean what we really know psychologically is that connection heals Mm -hmm. but we know that theologically too that connection with God heals. Yeah. Which brings us back to the notion of the intersection between prayer and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to get practical. You mentioned we had freeze, fawning. And um, flighting. flighting and fighting. And fighting, uh-huh. right? And just because I, I know someone who has an anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. and so quite often... If several anxieties collide, mm-hmm. they'll hit a freeze moment. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a and and you know, the relationships, you know, deep enough where um, you know, do you want to pray? Mm. It's like, well, I know you can't. You're frozen right now. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm just gonna pray for you. Uh, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. And you know, but um not everyone has someone next to them. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, if we Recognizing ourselves, I wonder if anyone's listening. But like, oh, yeah. I freeze. Yeah, what I fall, and or I fight. Oh yeah. Like, what does it look like then? In that in that little flash of insight into yourself yeah. when it's happening, to be like, okay, how am I going to reach for prayer? Yeah. Because in a freeze moment, mm-hmm. especially if mm-hmm. it's as as f- like if it is like a a panic attack, mm-hmm. you can feel sort of cognitively immobilized. Mm-hmm from mm-hmm. even like how am i going to come up with what to pray right now right you know right. so so how can we help that person mm-hmm. have like a way to prepare mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. um good way well, and that's mm-hmm. the one that's closer to my experience mm-hmm. yeah so i was like invite someone to pray with you yeah. or have a prayer written out on your phone yeah mm. That you can read Mm -hmm. in a mo that that you know is your voice Mm -hmm. of your interaction Mm -hmm. when you're not in a freeze moment. Mm -hmm. There's a Mm handhold, you know. So there's like, but I wonder Mm -hmm. if you've got some Mm -hmm. other practical ideas around, especially well, around freeze, but around some of the other ones as well. Yeah, because I think sometimes when we recognise like, oh, that's a bit of an unhealthy reaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the disconnected reaction. Mm -hmm. We feel, um hopefully convicted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then probably because the enemy's out there Mm -hmm. a bit ashamed yeah and a bit like we berate ourselves for doing it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and that's Mm -hmm. that's great Mm -hmm. it's not really that Mm -hmm. great that's Mm -hmm. something but Mm -hmm. what we really need is okay what's the alternative Mm -hmm. like and how am i gonna take a Mm -hmm. step towards learning that different way
1: yeah yeah um I've got lots of uh, lots and lots of ideas, and I, I, I just want to. I was surprised; I thought yeah. you might. <laughs> I, I want to riff off your idea for a moment because that notion of having a prayer written out is that struck me as being creative and taking it one step further of having a prayer recorded by somebody that you know loves you. Oh, that's so that really good. You can good. hear the voice, yes. as well for yeah. that connection. Because you can't always
0: call someone or right. go to your roommate, right. but or, you could just boom mm-hmm. and
1: hear that. That that. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Well. There's there's a concept uh, psychologically between hypervigilance, the fight-flight fawn, and hypo, the freeze, that's called the window of tolerance. And the window of tolerance is this place where we experience a sense of presence and calmness and ability to take risk um, and really centeredness. And we all have this window. It's a matter of making it as big as possible. So you're asking about and what tools allow us to create this window of tolerance. Oh, that's if you a will. brilliant framework. Yeah. 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 Now, theologically, in we have it as well when we are connected with the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, interestingly to me, mirror the psychological characteristics of the window of tolerance.
0: Oh, that's really cool. So
1: I know we don't have enough time to talk no, about it right now, but that... That would be a whole other conversation. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But that,
0: yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. And it's interesting because those fruits, um, some of them are um, about our emotional mental state, um, but a lot of them are very relational. Mm-hmm. So it's about situating mm-hmm. ourselves as mm-hmm. well. So that's yeah, so, really interesting.
1: Know, one of the things that we do first with others, but, n- but sometimes hesitate to do with ourselves is give compassion. Again, compassion is the antidote to suffering. So when we can notice we're in one of these dysregulated states, if we could just pause, either give ourselves a hug or put our hands over our heart just for that physical touch, close our eyes. If you do your hands over your heart, put both hands over your heart and actually feel the weight of your hands and the beating of your heart. And then simply repeat this in your head That you are safe, and you are loved, and you are healthy, and you can live life with ease. So that mantra, I am safe, I am loved, I am healthy, I can live life with ease, that allows you to connect with yourself, and that compassion towards self begins to relieve a bit of the suffering, the pain. So oftentimes we get stuck because we're unwilling to acknowledge we're actually in pain. Yeah. So that is one, that is a practical tool to just pause and give yourself compassion.
0: Yeah. I think like bringing it round again to the theology. That makes me think about an aspect of prayer that is woefully unexercised in mm. Western culture, which is lament,
1: mm.
0: which is all about acknowledgement of pain mm-hmm. and being able to share frustration Mm -hmm. and it's a sort of prayer with God where Mm -hmm. you're not petitioning which is like fix the toaster Mm -hmm. but you're just I'm really upset the toaster's Mm -hmm. broken Mm -hmm. and actually sharing and acknowledging Mm -hmm. um, something which is a little different because it's acknowledging the pain and you're talking about acknowledging some of reality Mm -hmm. some truth Mm -hmm. speaking truth Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, acknowledging the existence of hope and some Mm -hmm. of those things as well but It it just it made me think of lament, and it is an interesting like in our culture, we're not very good acknowledging reality. Right, right. We live a lot of our time like surprised we have anxiety rife in our aspirational self, right,
1: or in distorted thinking. Yeah, these negative thoughts. So that lament really strikes me as a way of getting out of your head and getting it out into the light. Yeah, which we know will decrease the anxiety yes. too. And, j- and
0: it's sharing them with God, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're a lot less scary. R- L- lament has a way of turning down the volume. Like you say, it's that dissipating, Yeah, um, and there's a naturalness yep. to our design for that to happen, but there's like a holy sacredness to God, I believe actually like reaching out yeah. and helping, like feeling his hand on our yeah, heart, you yeah, know, that sort yeah. of his presence. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I can give you another one or 100 tools if you yeah. want. We'll see, we'll see how much time we've time.
0: got. <laughs> we've got time for a few. <laughs>
1: one more, one more. Um, this is this is a practical one as well. So it's called the container. So you close your eyes, you breathe, you do a body scan of where you're carrying the stress or anxiety And then you look at what's causing the anxiety. Maybe it's something someone said to you. Maybe it's uh, an unfinished project that you need to get done. But you allow yourself to visualize a container. It could be God's hands. It could be a treasure chest, a drawer, a closet. And you put what's causing that anxiety in that secure location Now, this isn't shoving it down, and I'm not going to pay attention to it. This is, I can't do anything with this now, and I'm going to set it aside and know that it will be there when I'm ready to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And we often put it in one form of container, but then breathe again, scan your body again, and is there anything else that needs to be put in there, and or does it need to be double-wrapped, chained up, roped up, saran-papered, up, so that it is secure and that you can go forward in the moment. Yeah, And maybe that allows you to then go to prayer, to call a friend, to give yourself compassion once that big something is, you know, secured and yeah. ready. It'll be ready.
0: And I think sometimes even to pray, mm-hmm. um, that's like an imaginative prayer exercise I've used a lot, um, especially with groups when it's like, uh, mm-hmm. well we do it at young adults, we pray mm. this way a lot. It's a busy week. Mm. People have been at work or mm. at college, they've been doing things mm-hmm. and then here we are, we, we've got a precious couple of hours mm-hmm. to sort of center ourselves on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um the imaginative exercise mm-hmm. we pray is like to imagine God's desk. Because mm-hmm. that's things that get taken care of. Mm. And is there anything I can just put on your desk? Mm. It's not it's not gonna be lost, I'm not mm-hmm. throwing it in the trash. Mm-hmm but I'm putting it somewhere safe and entrusting it to mm-hmm. you. And then the extra layer sometimes is, is there anything that you would love to put on the desk, but you just need to say, God, I, I actually need you to take this out of my hands. Uh, and sort of yeah, imagine it, yeah. imagining Jesus coming and doing that yeah. and putting it on the desk yeah. and saying, don't worry, I've got that. Uh, but it kind of creates space to turn down all of the, little loops we keep going mentally and emotionally in our head. Yeah. Yeah. That that are like keeping that important thing going. Right. Right. To do something with them. Yes. To actually create the space to be like, okay, yeah. Jesus. What do you want to or what do you want to talk about? Right. Or even, okay, now I'm not juggling those things. Right. I can actually talk about those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. I I what love those release. imaginative yeah, prayer exercises release. like that. Mm-hmm. Because no matter you know, the person who's like, I could never put it on God's life. There's mm-hmm. just no way. Mm-hmm. But like, well, could you imagine God putting his hands around yours and holding it with you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there, there mm-hmm. is a form mm-hmm. of just praying through like, okay, what well, in what way mm-hmm. can I entrust this to God? Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. The, really like is. find that step mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. What, what about... Um, because sometimes the anxieties and the fears, I'm thinking of some of like the fight mm-hmm.
1: reflex. Sometimes
0: mm-hmm. we can feel very frustrated. yeah. And I think for lots of people, especially if they've not learned practices of lament prayer, yeah. praying when you're very frustrated yeah. can be very difficult, yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah, That's like, I mean, we just read a few weeks ago when Jesus is rejected and they're like, do you want us to call down fire from heaven on them? And it's like... Yeah, sometimes when we're frustrated, that's like our go-to and that's not always actually a helpful step.
1: (laughs) Well, it's amazing how many, and I can have seen it in myself for sure as well, how many people actually use anxiety as the fight gasoline to get things done, to move up career ladders. And truthfully, don't really want to get rid of it per se because if I didn't have this anxiety motivating Mm -hmm. me and giving me that fight, then where would I be? Yeah. How would I? And that's
0: deep in our culture.
1: Mm-hmm. It's deep mm-hmm. in our,
0: especially corporate mm-hmm. culture and working mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. But well, actually in education as well. Yeah. You know, you're graded on the curve. You right. be a curve. You've got to be a step a little, ahead. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. know who's catching up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, to really look at anxiety is to say, you know, to what extent do I want to decrease mm. this? What is it doing for me? Or against me? I mean, it's a real
0: first question, too. It is. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially like we began with the sort of genesis and the theology of it is, we're not designed to have no concerns. Right. We're designed to have concern for ourselves and others and God and the world. Right. Right. But healthy concern. Right. Like appropriate concern. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in a confused culture mm-hmm. around because I think um, I was writing something for community leaders today about how it can be hard to ev- self evaluate as we examine our relationship with anxiety mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we've actually normalized the presence of anxiety
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a sort of interesting Like, is there hope in a confused world for us to figure out like is that anxiety a good concern or is that unhealthy anxiety or is that actually you know off the other end of the spectrum whatever that's called
1: right right yeah, right, how, yeah. how
0: do we judge
1: well yeah i you think know. i i think it's first of all by pausing and acknowledging what's going on being aware of what's going yeah. on and accepting it so difficult to do in is. the moment mm-hmm. of that
0: emotional mm-hmm. wave mm-hmm. to make a judgement mm-hmm. which is really good for us to mm-hmm. tell ourselves mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Re- remind ourselves
1: mm-hmm. right and then like we've talked about, to remind ourselves that emotions are neutral signals, that something's going on. So, so to pause to see what's creating this mm-hmm. anxiety, what's creating this fear.
0: Yeah. A- and I guess that's some of the health is then, which I think it, prayer especially, mm-hmm. but also community, mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. wise friends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of these aspects is... Um. Probably when we are um, more confused or unhealthy or struggling, Mm -hmm. you know, or or suffering with something that makes it hard to have the energy to really think those questions through, Mm -hmm. that's where like the invitation to like bring others in and bring God in. With like that sort of prayer exercise again of just trying to create the mental and emotional space. To be able to step back yeah. and process a little yeah. bit yeah. can be so important. Mm-hmm. It's that sticking
1: point, right? It's when mm-hmm. we're really stuck in any emotion. We're stuck in anger. We're stuck in fear, anxiety.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's because I, I, I. That's partly why I brought up the frustration one. Mm. Is because we can try to resolve frustration through action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that often leads to lashing out, mm-hmm. and not always at the person we're frustrated right. at. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. but that, but that is one of the interesting mm-hmm. things that you read through the prayers of lament in the Bible, of which about a third of the prayers in the Bible are lament. Mm-hmm. And people kind of lash out at
1: God. Right, right. Again, that connection that we're talking about.
0: And God takes it.
1: Uh-huh. Because he already knows it.
0: Yeah. Right, So it's like, I'm a big boy, let Uh me know how you feel, Uh that's okay Let Uh me know your frustration, Uh that's okay Uh Let me know what you're finding difficult, Uh that's okay And so often these people, they don't end up resolving the issue But so many of those prayers finish with a statement of perspective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Mm -hmm. a little twist of hope, a little Mm -hmm. bit of looking forward Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a little bit different to Mm -hmm. like petition prayers Mm -hmm. Like has God answered your prayers this week? Yeah, I prayed for this and I got it. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to have the answer to a lament prayer? Mm-hmm. Well, it often looks like perspective, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. that's my word mm-hmm. for a big set of things you mm-hmm. just described mm-hmm. about I was finding say, that back, window. Yeah, back right? to
1: the window, back to connect with the fruits of the spirits, yeah. back to that centering, calm, peaceful place.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about, because um, sometimes especially the way the enemy works, our anxieties feel like our weaknesses Mm. Mm. and feel like the things that can require a lot of vulnerability for us to share and things like that. Mm. Because I'm just thinking Mm. sometimes if you're learning how to pray and finding Mm -hmm. prayer a hard thing, Mm -hmm. these might be things that are really hard to pray for. Mm. So I'm sort of listening to my own advice Mm. in the back of my head Mm -hmm. here, which often Mm -hmm. says to people, If you're learning to pray or finding pray hard, pray Mm -hmm. with someone. Mm -hmm. It's so much more fun Mm -hmm. and so much easier. Mm -hmm. But actually around some of our fears and anxieties, that might be a really hard thing to do. Right. So there's a sort of connection of some issues there. And I was thinking, okay, what's practical advice if you're sort of hearing pray with, Mm. but feeling, oh, I don't know if I can let Mm -hmm. someone know about this. Mm
1: -hmm. I think first of all, really accepting whatever is within ourself. And I think that that's a lot harder to do than it is to say, Mm. but to accept without judgment that I feel fearful praying out loud with somebody
0: Mm.
1: and just recognize that first of all,
0: whatever it is, whatever it is.
1: And then again, going back to psychologically sitting with that fear and going, wow, it's, you know, size eight. I'm just going to sit and breathe with this fear. No, it's not me. It's neutral signal. I can acknowledge how big it is. And that fear is going to dissipate again. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And when it dissipates, we can say, so I'm currently, this is a challenge for me to pray with others. Do I see value in doing it? If yes, then what's one tiny step? And maybe it's like I did you know, 18, 15, Mm -hmm. 18 years ago, I write the whole thing out and say I want to pray this with you.
0: I think that is super practical because there's there's so much power in trying the little step and discovering that nearly always the fear is not realized, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially around prayer where the enemy so Mm -hmm. wants to discourage Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So you might not be able to open up to someone, let them into a fear, and like, will you pray with me? Because mm-hmm. I'm having a really hard time mm-hmm. praying right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you can let someone know I'm having a really hard time praying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I'm, go- I'm, I'm not ready to share what it is. But could you pray with me? Right, right. And so it's fi- the- finding that. Like, what can you do yeah. though?
1: Yeah, you know the old. Ac- I mean, the old saying around fear: it's false evidence. Appearing real. Yeah. Right. So again, it's our distorted thinking that says, ooh, if I pray with somebody, I'm going to mess up. They're not going to like me. They don't, they're don't. they not going to think I'm Christian enough. It's they're going to judge me. Yeah. All of those things that really, if we can—another practical tool is begin writing down all the thoughts that are going through your head because our thoughts mm-hmm. lead to our emotions, our emotions lead to our behavior— and just looking at each of those thoughts. Yeah. Is that a thought?
0: So powerful. Or a fact? Yeah.
1: If it's a thought, we need to put on a conveyor belt and let it go. If yeah. it's a fact, we yeah. can keep
0: it. I mean, that's. I think we can do it with ourselves. Um, that's a part um, of a frequent thing I'll do uh, in doing prayer training with mm. people in prayer ministry. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like ask people mm. the thoughts, mm. you know, that are going through their head mm-hmm. and just play spot the lie. Mm. Uh, but then uh, I think yeah. writing down in the moment for yeah. yourself yeah. it is amazing because, yes, what, as things dissipate uh-huh. and you come back to it half an hour later, yeah. or whatever it is, yep. yeah. then play spot the lie,
1: yeah, yeah, uh,
0: you know, or the missing piece, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it it just, um, but in the moment of the emotional wave, yeah, we can, um, I don't know. We're inhibited. Yeah. So our ability to see all the, the picture mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. the pieces of the jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. we're it's the battlefield of the mind. I mean, that's yeah. really what we're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, big pieces is going to God, connecting with him, and that's going to decrease yeah. the intensity of that war.
0: And I think part of the cool thing is like we're all unique. We're gonna find some things easier and yeah. something's harder about life. Mm-hmm. We're all like you'll be anxious about something. I'm like, mm-hmm. why on earth are you anxious about that? And then right. they'll tell you my anxiety and you'll burst out laughing. You know, so right. we'll, all these differences. Uh-huh. But we have this opportunity to learn for us and ourselves. Maybe that's the prayer I need to have mm-hmm. written on my phone. Mm-hmm. And that's the habit when this when I'm in this circumstance, mm-hmm. I can anticipate. Mm-hmm. And instead of fearing, because mm-hmm. you can almost fear, the anticipation of an anxiety. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah, absolutely. But yeah. then, because you've prepared, you know, you've got a, someone to go to, some, so, and not just someone, but a way to engage. Yeah, I've learned yeah. a route through that. Yeah, um, some of the f- the anticipatory yeah. fear and anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. sort of meta mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. Um, can be easier to deal with.
1: And another thing we we need to remember is that. Seriously, 30 seconds of breathing changes our brain chemistry. Yeah. So to simply pause, talk about practical tool, mm-hmm. pause for 30 seconds and yeah. breathe in. It's almost as if out. God's
0: saying something like, be still and know that I am God uh-huh. might mm-hmm. contain a bit more than we think.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a good uh-huh. way to finish, actually. I, I think there, it we'll is. We'll finish on that verse. Uh-huh. That's accessible for everyone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Perfect. oh well thank you Heather that's thank awesome you, and I hope thank that's you. practical for you all and fuels this uh, week of praying especially praying uh, as we try to engage like where do I have anxieties mm-hmm. and fears mm-hmm. that um, maybe Jesus wants to interact with yeah connection God bless Bye-bye.